Welcome to Cat Panfish Nation. I just about <laughs> screwed it up. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Along with Mark, I'm Lyle and Mark. Of all the things that we need to talk about tonight, the thing that is getting to me worst of all is you and Dockery catching all them fish. I had uh, another good day today, limited out again, and some. And uh, I was really happy to finally get some fish on one of the hand ties that uh, me, you, and Dockery were doing that you were walking me through on Saturday night. And for the people in the chat that don't know, uh, every couple of Saturday nights, we don't have a set schedule. That's right. Correct, Lyle. We don't have a set schedule, but if there's not much going on uh, with a lot of the other live streams and such, we'll uh, sit around and tie jigs, and we usually give some of them away. I know I sent a couple out to uh, Matt Ohioan, um, and hopefully he'll get them. I actually proved that they work today. I was pretty happy about that. <laughs> Heck, that's a great feeling, man. We'll, we'll come back to that in a minute. I'm trying to figure out. How Dockery's catching all them fish. Uh, maybe he's just staring them down. You know, he's got that mean look. I got to tell you, James is on a roll with fish. Mm -hmm. Him and you uh, both are, but James has been killing them. I think I got him beat. Well, you might have, but uh, for a guy that's got a club foot, he's doing pretty good. Yeah, I did notice that club foot in that picture he posted right away. <laughs> it's it stood out like a sore thumb, but yeah. it's a sore foot. <laughs> I was thinking something else, but that's okay. That yours worked. <laughs> mm. I you know James is pretty quiet about here on this roll about what he's catching him on. I know that he's catching some on some of the jigs that he also tied. I believe so. Uh, now, whether he's using live bait or anything like that, I can't tell you. I, ju I just I don't. don't he doesn't. If he's not fishing for catfish, I don't believe James is a live bait guy. So I don't believe he is either. I think mm -hmm. he's using. I think he's using his hand ties and maybe some plastics, and. Um, but yeah, he's been uh, he's been doing really well too. He's been getting the limits about every time he goes out. Now, the weather has been a deterrent for him. Uh, I don't know how it affected you, but it, it bothers him a little bit. It's kept me in. Of course, it's rained here all day long. Um, Cindy's out mopping the floor a while ago from when the dog came through here and got mud all over her kitchen floor. She was not the happiest of Cindy's I've ever seen. Uh -huh. Well, that'll but, happen this time of year when the ground gets soft. The dogs like to get dirty. They like to get well, messy. Yeah, and there's only so many places you can go, and I don't allow her in the street, which is one of the places there is no mud. And mm -hmm. actually, a delivery truck got stuck in a, in a guy down the street yard, so I got mud all over my street anyhow, so it wouldn't do no good to go out there. Uh, either way. You know, yeah. Coco, when she was a little younger, she used to love the mud, Lyle. I'm talking mud bath love the mud. She would roll in it, dig in it. She would... <laughs> root in it like a little pig, make all sorts of little piggy noises. Thank God she grew out of that phase, man. I've Holy smokes. Like I'll have to dig up some pictures. We got pictures of her standing with one, two legs in each side of our kitchen sink trying to hose her off while I'm on a conference call with a client. So those are the memories I have with dogs and mud. I can relate. Well, I've always had labs or most always had labs and they're always big and um, 
in the wintertime, they're just tough to do anything with. But this is the first lab we've ever had that's an inside dog. Uh, the others have always been outside dogs, and we had dachshunds inside. But uh, <clears throat> we're still working on the dachshund thing. Cindy's wanting one again. And now the warm, weather's warmed up a little bit. I'm going to have to, as bad as I hate to, I'm going to have to start looking a little harder but let me know if you find a pair because you know what uh, my I better do. half my better half is a fan of that that wiener dog breed too yep i understand we just have to make a road trip and go someplace but mark i don't think i can go unless we take some fishing rods with us i think we can do that <laughs> i think we can do boat. that no problem <laughs> <laughs> so i i was listening to our boys before this show started and i'm trying to figure out something maybe you can help me with i can try what's a mormish religion i don't know i think he was trying to say something else which i'm not going to repeat here <laughs> being this is the family version of panfish weekly but I just, I I think just, it sounded like he stopped mid mid phrase and thought second of like maybe i shouldn't say that maybe he was <laughs> crossing a line there, Lyle. I can't imagine what a Mormish religion would be. But hey, you know what? I got a kick out of it, so it works for me. I kind of felt sorry for Art there in a little bit uh, part of the time, but um, you know what? When you bite the head off of a shed, you got some of that coming. You do, and uh, I admire him for doing that. I've mentioned this a couple of times. I've got a couple of shad scales on a breakfast sandwich when I'm out fishing, and I don't. I really am careful not to do that again. I can only imagine biting ahead of a whole one. Holy smokes! I don't think I could consume enough hot sauce to fix that taste for a while. That's it would true. take a whole bottle. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that or a bottle of Jack Daniels. That would Holy be more to my liking. Now, uh, with you and Dockery catching all these fish. Uh, Betty Jean and Brandon have also been catching a lot of fish. Mm -hmm. They're doing good, and I know that they've caught some on on uh, some some flies or jigs, and uh, I believe they've caught some on some soft plastics also. I I know Betty's a fan of both. I know she's a fan of the jigs that uh, she had received from you, and uh, I know she's a fan of the Bobby Garland line for the most mm -hmm. part. So. Yep, I've, I've, uh, I'm anxious to try some new plastics out this year along with the, the stuff we do and make and, and see how that works out. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what how you've been going about catching your fish? Well, I, I, I've been talking about these ice out crappie like all winter long because I've been that impatient waiting on them. And the time of the year is finally here. I literally have, uh, I think I have close to a hundred hours worth of video of me catching these crappie over the last like 10 days how i'm gonna get through all that stuff and make something out of it we're gonna try but uh wow that's uh, a lot of video what, what i'm waiting on is for the ice to melt and when the ice melts go to the side of the lake that where it usually melts in the flats they're looking for food other than you know all the little insects and stuff they've been eating off the bottom they're looking for oxygen they're looking for warmth um, I had this talk with, uh, uh, Adam Cook actually after my show last, uh, Monday. And, uh, we were talking about how fish are, you know, creatures of habits to make it <laughs> to sound a little more PC. We had a little more choice words, but, uh, uh, some of the biggest tips that I even got from my grandfather was they, they like to be comfortable. They like to eat and they need to breed. 
Um, figure out when and where they do all these things and you're going to be good. So uh, comfort is what they're looking for now. And they're looking for a diff, uh, an improvement on their diet. Uh, so they're going to be in the flats on the warm side of a lake. Uh, if there's a creek coming in, uh, that that's what I'm looking for. I even look for things like the, the, the greener side of the lake where that just tells me where the sun's hitting more during the day when I'm chasing them. And this is bank fishing. You can do the same. I, I don't boat fish for crappie in the, this time of year because I don't need to. It's a little cold to be stuck out there or getting wet and all of that stuff. So I'm able to get after them off the bank. So uh, uh, that, that's how I go about them. Now, now when I get out there, it's pretty much, you know, seek and seek and destroy mission, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, it's, you, you gotta be systematic in, in how you're covering water, I should say, rather than ground. Um, and, and you have to keep in mind that it's, it's a four dimensional target. You're looking well, three dimensional target you're looking for. No, actually it is four. uh, you know, you got uh, how high deep in the water column left or right or whatever. You also have time of the day. Um, w once you figure that out, you can stay on them and, and you can follow them around. So that's in a nutshell. I know that's a lot to take in, but if anybody has any questions, don't message me. I'll be happy to help you with, uh, um, this early, I don't know if I would, you consider this pre-spawn crappie? I, I don't even think I consider them because they're not staging up to spawn. Up I, I think it's pre, pre-spawn. Pre-spawn. That's why I call yeah, them. I don't think they're crappie. getting ready. Uh, I've not heard anybody in our area talk about them staging up or even reasonably close to that. I wouldn't expect them to be because I think the water temperature here is still in the, uh, low to mid 40s so i would yep. be surprised if we have anything like that going on bluegill on the other hand i'm not so sure about uh, I, was, I was getting bluegill bites today for the first time there cool. i can tell yeah i can tell they're nipping at the tails on those bobby garland baits i was using today and even my hand tie at, at the end there um they're just a little bit too big for the bluegills where i fish to to consume uh to get the hook so uh and you know, bluegill have a, a lot smaller of a mouth than yes, than, than crappie do until until you get into the bigger sized ones. Let me ask you a question about that. You know what size hooks that I use on my hand tied uh, flies? Do you mm -hmm. believe that those are too small for crappie, or should I be using a bigger one? You know what? Uh, today I was using the the hand tie that I had, and I believe mine are number six hook. Uh, that are on there and I'm using them and I was missing bites, but I'll tell you one thing, the ones that I was getting, I was, I was placing that hook right on the upper, upper inside of their mouth, right under their nose. Nice. And that's like the most solid part of a, a crappie's body. I also managed to catch like a two, two and a half pound bass with that little hook. And it placed that hook got placed right where it was at. One of the big advantages that I saw to using these hand ties for the first time today or, or actually extensive use today is the way they sit level in the water. They actually sit like a minnow, more natural than a plastic. A plastic still got a little weight to it. It'll sit on an angle. Let me straighten it out like this, where the hand ties were sitting perfect like this. And I think that's why once I started using them, they were getting destroyed. Now, did you, um, did you, uh, have a loop for them to set in always yeah i always use a loop knot okay did you test those before you went out to see if they set right or do you think that the the no, water I, has a I, way of of maintaining that 
all if it's balanced, if the jig's balanced correctly. If if you're if you're retrieving a jig, that that little bit of water resistance in 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 the draw, I call it when you're pulling it towards you, when you're right. pulling it through the water, it'll straighten that jig out, which is where I was getting a lot of my hits today, um, when I was using the plastics. Um, but then I did notice that I could let those hand ties just sit there, so it it, it kind of reinforced in me that they were looking for more presentation than anything today. Um, I went through uh, like maybe four different colored plastics and profile of plastics and size of plastics before I found the right color. And uh, after thinking about it, maybe it wasn't the color because it was a smaller type profile bait. Maybe I was able to get that to, to stay horizontal in the water a little easier. It could have been, it, it could have been either way. And, and you really never know until you can repeat those results. That's exactly right. Now, here's a couple of things that I'm reading in chat. And if you guys notice that my head's turned a little bit, it's because I've moved into the new room in the house where is now my studio. And I haven't got things situated exactly right where I can get the lighting and the screen where I can see it and make it all come together. So I'm going to be looking one direction and talking to you in this in this camera at another time. But Papa Ed says he caught 14 and 16 inch crappie on one 100th ounce jig on a number 12 jig hook. That's amazingly small for crappie. Yeah. Big crappie. If, uh, and if you can get them hooked in the mouth, um, in the top of the mouth, you can do that. Um, the side you'll get them, but you won't you won't have as high ratio just because the hole is so small from that little hook that as soon as they put a little pressure on it in their paper mouth, it might wiggle out and you know it'll up the chances of losing them. But yeah, they definitely work in the winter when we're catching them through the ice. We're using those real small three, four, and five millimeter jigs. So yeah, it'll work. It's 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 all where the hook gets placed. As far as I'm concerned, yep. it's possible though. Here's, a, here's another one from Frank at Twisted Fishing TV. You can blow air bubble into your plastics and add buoyancy. That's the first time I've ever heard of that. I haven't, you know what? I have not heard that either. And as soon as you started saying that, I know I have exactly what I need to do that. I use, have a, a, a walleye worm inflator for filling up mm -hmm. worms that I use for, um, for trout of all things. Um, I haven't really chased many walleye, which I hope to chase change pretty soon. But uh, that sounds like a great idea. Yep, Steve Steve says the loop knot is the deal. I believe that is 100% correct. Yeah, I agree. And Betty says she'll be in sunny South Carolina catching giant bluegill and crappie this weekend, and I am so envious. Me uh, too. She's uh, She had some pictures from the last time she was out there. There's some beasts that she gets. Oh, gets they are. They're, there. they're just giants, bigger than she is. Speaking of Betty, I want to make sure that I say hello to Betty and D at the same time, D and Betty, before it gets me into trouble again. Again, yeah. He hello, ladies. Maybe we should say hello to the rest in chat. What do you it think? Probably Bob? wouldn't hurt anything if we did. Why don't you fire off? And I'll try to pick up some of them if you find any you missed. All right. Well, I'm going to start with the participants list in alphabetical order. Um, I'm going to see two stands fishing in the house. I'm going to be on there tomorrow as a guest on their show. Looking forward to that. Uh, we have uh, Dave Garchar. What's up, Dave? Ernie uh, Ernie Brown. Ace Catfishing. He just appeared. What's up, Ace? Fins and Fines. What's going on, Bob? Fishing with the Shad. Good show today, Chad. 
uh, and Dockery. Uh, fishing, cooking with Mike Chavez. What's going on, Mike? Hello again, D. James Dockery Fishing. Good show again, uh, James. Uh, Jason, Jason Lamb. Uh, I'm getting people showing up here. Uh, James Dockery. Make sure I don't miss anybody. It's Avid Fishing is in there. What's up, Avid? Uh, Justin, I think I said. Mike Costello Outdoors. Mr. Gadget Fishing. Muskrat Adventures. What's going on, Roger? Uh, Ohio for Life 42. Matt, what's going on? Uh, I was so happy, Lyle, when I caught the fish on those ties because he won the ones that I made on Saturday night. That's so now I, I'm a little more confident he might catch something on them. Muskrat um, Ohio. Peace, Smitty Catfishing. Peace, City Smitty Catfishing. What's going on? I see a panfish nation. What's going on, Lyle? Hey, Mark. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Papa Ed, Philip Williams, Sean Abney, Sogo. What's going on? Steve, Steve, Sunfish Assassin, Team Cross Fishing. What's going on, Brandon? Have fun on your trip with Betty. Uh, the Balk Experience and Twisted Fishing TV. I think I got everybody in the list. I just kept going because I was reading them alphabetically, so we wouldn't yep. miss anybody. Well, I've got a couple here, and I'm <laughs> going to see Frank in our chat tonight. Yes. And Soto is in here, and Sean Abney, uh, Ernie Brown. I'm pretty sure his lovely wife is in here also. Chrissy. Hello, Chrissy. Um, Dale Hayslip. Paul Ed. Dale Hasek. Creole Catfishing. Oh, Creole. Creole, Ooh. Mad Cat or Catfishing. Has we uh, Philip Williams and the Bullock Experience. Mike Costello, I think you said mm -hmm. him a while ago. So we've got a, bu a bunch of folks in here tonight. There's Mad Cat or Catfishing. Hope everyone is doing well with your you too. But um, it's, it's I did want to add that has, has did great on Catfish Weekly this week. That was, was a great show to great watch. Yes. He great was guest. a great guest. I enjoyed having him so much, and uh, the guy's got a really, really bright future in the sport. I just Agreed. wish him the very best. Somebody said, nope, there's Kevin Baker and Coon Creek Outdoors. Always glad to have him in here. Hey, what's going on, Stu? How are you? I've been uh, binge-watching Stu's videos every now and then oh, during the week, dude. so been trying to leave comments. So uh, what's going on, Stu? He's got some cool stuff, man. We do. He does. Definitely does. Oh, and we got a lot of kind of shout outs with Panfish Weekly from uh, the man SK last night on his live feed. He had all yep. sorts of nice stuff. Uh, he yep. wants us to tell everybody that he's sorry when he can't make it in here, but he uh, loves to come in when he can. He kind of uh, works uh, not real close to home, so it's kind of hard for him to get here. When yeah, when guys sure. work like he does in their, their home uh, when they can on weekends and different things, it makes it tough because they're up late at nights doing doing their job. And let's face mm -hmm. it, if you got a job right now, you better be taken care of because nothing uh, is promised for tomorrow. And and I think a lot of people can relate to that right now. But you know, uh, we we want to wish everybody the very best. There's a boys catfishing. And there's a Daniel. There's a Daniel in here. It says he loves the podcast. Glad to catch it live. Welcome, Daniel. All right, good deal. I missed that somehow, but then again, I don't catch them all. Anyhow, there, did we stay stands in here? That's why there's two of us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, it's been really good. Let's get back to your your fishing. Sure. Uh, you've been catching the crap out of these crappies, so. Uh, 
we've kind of went through what you're using for bait. What about the rest of your equipment that you're using? Um, right now I'm running ACC crappie sticks. I, that, that's pretty much my multi-species rod, to be honest with you. I use it for bait. I use it for, you know, bluegills, my red breasts. I use it for crappie. Um, I even use it for, for bullheads and stuff. It, it's what I have available to me. Um, I don't fish for bass, so I don't need any specific rods for that. I do have my eye on a, um, on a walleye rod, on a Fenwick, but that's going to have to wait. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of what I'm looking at isn't going to be cheap. I got a, I have a crappie rod on order. And uh, other than that, that this pretty much the crop. I do have BN, I have ten foot BNM I use when I'm uh, vertical jigging off my boat, uh, which I plan on doing a lot more this year. I need to uh, get my uh, trolling motor game up in the wind so I can stay over those brush piles. It's something that I've been talking to SK about a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think what other crappie gear I have or what other panfish gear. You know, I have a couple of ultralights that I don't use as much anymore. I might pull those out and try my hand at, at doing a little more of the dock shooting, the actual, I'm, you know. I the, can't the, wait to get on some of that action. Slingshot them, but I think an ultralight might be a little good, for, might be better for that. Yeah. Um, there are so many docks on Lake Ozark. If I'm not mistaken, they have, have shut off anybody else putting docks on them because there's so many. Um, it's just unbelievable how many bo- docks is on there. And that I, I have to feel like that's part of the success of people doing that type presentation to catch crappie because in the summertime, that's that much shade that them fish wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. And, and thank God for, for side scan with all those docks, I imagine. Absolutely. And that's one of my favorite way, things to use on my depth finder is side scan and the other is the 360 imaging so you know i I plan on utilizing it a little more this year but a lot of the channels that i fish in the channel lake um the 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 small little electric lakes that i fish that are near the house um water's too shallow for that side side scan to to work properly so i'm hoping to get out on some bigger water and some deeper water to to really you know sink my teeth into to learning the electronics a little better so well that's uh, that's a great idea i think it that if you use it you can dial it in um i you know like at mendota up in cherokee when we're in two three foot of water uh it's not as effective but when when you don't have so much stuff uh, uh let's say greenage or whatever it is that's on the bottom of there that stands up two or three foot tall when you get above that you can find fish. And Sometimes they're down in it too, Lyle. Well, I understand that, but you've <laughs> got to be able to get the, the thing to work. Uh, I Mine, for me, it works its best anywhere from three foot of depth on up to, say, 25. Okay. Uh, below three foot, for some reason, they get down in that stuff, and I have trouble picking them out. Once in a while you can. Sometimes you can. Sometimes you can't. Depends on how dense it is, how sparse. Now, <clears throat> when you get above three feet, if they're in there, I'm going to find them. Well, you know, just one way or the other. And if I can't find them with the side imaging, that 360 will pull them out of there. So uh, I like both of those really well. I'm hoping to be able to soon upgrade to the uh, 360 Mega. Just or the live, that. isn't it called the 360 live? They're calling it. Well, that's the new one, and I'm not sure about it yet. 
but the Megas 360 is heads and tails better than the one I got from what mm -hmm. I understand. And this Mega is going to be even better than that. But I haven't seen it yet. haven't found out the cost of it and different things. So we'll see how that works out. But if it's at a reasonable price, hey, let's go for the best. I don't know. It depends on what reasonable price is to a person. I guess I that's guess. right. Everybody's hey. different. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I it's not about having the biggest and the baddest and the best. But the bigger they are, the easier them screens are to see. Uh, to see, absolutely. <laughs> Especially at, you know, personal my age, I don't wear these glasses for nothing. That's exactly right, and I'm the same way. Uh, Frank says that gap between the weed line and the bank will, will hold coffee. Yes, it will. You are correct with that. Anything that holds the, the bait close to shore will keep the crappie there, too. That's correct. That is correct. I'm just anxious to get out if this weather would ever hold up for just a couple of days where I get a few things done, like putting the drain plug and the bung in my, back in my boat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I ain't going out without that. I still got, I got actually <laughs> probably, you know, two hand, two arm lengths away from me. I have, you know, my, my three quarts of oil and an oil filter, and I got some gear oil sitting up here waiting to go in the boat, but I, I'm, it's going to have to wait till this crappie bites over. I've been hitting them hard. I'll, I'll work. I'll get up extra earlier. I won't go to sleep just to get my work done. Uh, thank goodness. I work for myself. I'm able to do that. And then, right. and then when, then that 12 o'clock for some reason bite comes this time of year after the sun's had a little time in the, in the sky to warm things up, I, I'm, I'm trying to get after them. Um, but once we get that set up, then we're going to be chasing them. Uh, uh, we're going to be chasing them on the, the brush piles. And, and, and Lyle, you know, I get f something called flathead fever. I know about the middle of April. That's when yeah. it starts. I do too. And, and mine starts at about the middle part of May and it's called channel cat fever. And then it works. Well, out. we're going to take, I'm going to take a three day break from chasing <laughs> flatheads to come hang out with all the good people here. That is going up says it's all about eliminating dead water, and there is a lot of absolutely a lot of absolutely. truth to that. That's I mean, the one thing about electronic. Question. That's the one thing about electronics. You can cast to, to, to nothing and, and never know if you're if if what you're casting would have worked if something was there. That's and right. It'll it it just it magnifies your your possibilities. And, Shout out to RMP. Really impressed. That was a great show. I uh, really like that show too. Absolutely a great show. Those are great guys. Uh, they know they know their Peter stuff. For Sunfish Assassin. Uh, there you go. We have red ears here, and they are pretty good size. Uh, not maybe as big as some of them I've seen online lately. Um, the thing about red ears that I like is they taste so good. I'm uh, if I ever head out to the East Coast, I, I have plans to fish. The James River, probably with Adam Cook, and then maybe have uh, uh, John Jeffco take me uh, shellcracker fishing. I think that would be a, a good road trip for me, too, maybe next year. I promise you he's going to be into them here pretty quick. I imagine he was. I saw a live feed with him yesterday getting his catfishing rods ready, though. So <laughs> who knows? It's hard to choose this time of year, isn't it, Lyle? Well, um, it is. It's not quite as hard for me because um, – I like for the water temperature to be up another 10 degrees probably for catfish. And it's yep. not, you can't catch them now. You can catch them right now. And they're great eating in this cold water. 
I want to, I like to pull baits. I like to drag baits that are a little more active when it gets warmer. Um, if I was fishing the, the rivers, I would want it to be uh, over for sure over 50 and closer to 60 the better because I'd be wanting to be back bottom bouncing. Just it's not that you can't catch them anchored or you can't catch them uh, suspend drifting. That's the fun way to do it. That's how I want to do it. And if I can fish that way, I prefer to. But now, some days it just don't work, and you got to suspend bait. And yeah, I, I don't have the water to suspend. I don't have the water to suspend to suspend baits here on the Fox. So uh, I'm anchored up a lot, and I, I think I can drag some baits. I've actually done that a little bit up on the chain. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll be chasing as soon as it gets over 50 degrees. I'm chasing flatheads, not because they're going to be super productive, because I'm afraid I'm going to miss that one fish that I could have got. Well, after the one you got last year, I can relate to that. I'm not. I'm not going to get anywhere near that. If I do, I'd be, you know, blessed twice. Uh, but it, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to chase it. But that didn't end it for me. I did, it wasn't the end of the road. So. Well, I got to tell you, when you catch one like that, you have a a score to shoot for. Um, I I do have a score, I, and I always had one in the back of my head. I always <laughs> had. I I want to get a mount of one seventy pounds plus someday, a replica. I don't think that'll happen here, but that's one of my goals, which is why I didn't, you know, take all the measurements for this one. So, well, that and I have the one on my big channel cat. The measurements it somewhere, but I gotta tell you, I just can't make myself get a replica at the price them replicas are. That's just. I, I get it. You know, you only live once, though. It depends where I'm at at the time. You know, uh, financial situations are pretty fluid for most people. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, Maybe if you're on a, a set income, maybe it's not so much, but it all depends on what you want. I also wouldn't mind getting a three-pound crappie replica, too. I'm going to have to get a two-pound one before I worry about the three. Uh, I, I caught a two-pound one a long, 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 long time ago when I was a young man. But uh, that three-pound, that's kind of the holy grail for me yeah. right now. Yeah, that'd be huge, and, and I want a one-pound bluegill. I wouldn't mind that either. I want one the size of a dinner plate. I want to see one in my hands. <laughs> a dinner plate said bigger out. Yes, yeah, sir. I, I want one. I want one of them really bad. And maybe I, if we head down to Texas to go get those dachshunds, we can maybe make a couple pit stops. I know a couple guys down there. I, I know. <laughs> Hopefully one of them we're going to get on here for a guest. We can talk about those. Oh, big, those man. Big yeah, no kidding. Pages. That would just be a blast. I, I just... You know, I, I can't imagine uh, a pound and a half or a two-pound bluegill with four-pound line on an ultralight because they fight so hard anyhow. Uh, and you get one that size on, on something that light, and, and you're trying not to break the line or do something silly, and it get off, and, and you know it's a giant. And then when you see it, you're probably thinking, oh, my God. Because they're just they're just massive. I you know what I've learned chasing fish around because every now and then I'll get bycatch. You know, I, I like my P. Listen to this, my PB bass, which is like six pounds two ounces, was caught on four pound test with a, a Berkeley one inch minnow fishing for bait, and that four pound test and that ultralight rod was able to hand it handle it because I had you know quality gear. I had decent line. I always run suffix, and I had my drag set right. So you would be surprised 
which you can reel in. I've also called, caught like small 24. I think I got a 30-inch muskie on six-pound test fishing for crappie as well. I've caught a 12-pound uh, carp on four-pound test before on a crappie jig of all things. <coughs> um, just take your time when you hook into something like that, definitely. I would. Yeah. Hope for the hook set. That's the, the weakest part. You're not in the hook set is what I'm starting to learn. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, we talked earlier, and you mentioned Bobby Garland. Is that your favorite plastic to use? They're easy to get to. I like monkey milk for a color. I, I, I also like uh, um, Charlie Brewer slider baits. I like them a lot. I like their little paddle tails, the slider minnows, I believe they're called. But that's what I'm casting to them. Uh, and you know what? If anything, that kind of handicapped me. Um, it, it kept me from learning how to keep my boat over brush piles. Um, my, my, my little 16-foot semi-flat bottom Lund, uh, it, it looks like a V, but it really isn't. Right. Um, um, so we might change that. But I know uh, um, the old fisherman, I believe his name is. Do you know yes, who I'm talking Steve. about? Mm -hmm. Yes, Steve Comlander, correct? Yes. He uses a lot of stuff. I think he's a sponsored angler from Charlie Brewer. And he, he vertical jigs those uh, little paddle tail minnows, too. So uh, I can't see why I couldn't do that. So, Well, you know, we had a great guest on here, uh, what, last week, Steve Turner? We did. And his dad and him own a company called um, uh, Turner Bait, Turner Turn. It's called Crappie Man Minnow Jigs. I got, That's I got Crappie the, Man. I got my order today, right here. Oh, Not today. Okay. Last week, I got it. Now I didn't. I haven't placed my order yet because I'm not done. I'm not sure what all I want and colors. Uh, and I know you keep talking about monkey milk. I got no idea what that the hell that monkey is. Monkey milk is pretty much clear with the flake, maybe a little okay. bit of haze in the plastic. I see. And and and. and and did well, you I'm get That's why I feel it works so well. <clears throat> a fish is going to hit something if they're not sure of it. If they're absolutely positive that it's not real, they won't hit it. If they're not sure if it's real or not, they'll hit it. That monkey milk is kind of an illusion in the water to them. I see. So uh, I think that's why it works pretty well. Uh, well same with good. dark colors and dark water. People think, well, they don't see them. I'd be, I would bet money that I could, if I'm on top of crappie, I could get them to hit a black piece of plastic in the darkest of water. You think? Yeah, I think so. Cool. There's Harley Neal in here, Rick's Fishing Adventures. What's going on, Harley? How are you? What's going on, Rick? Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm going to place an order with him. And uh, like I say, I've got to get the, the uh, colors that I feel comfortable with down pat. Because I'm going to be using the ones I get, those type baits, probably mostly for crappie and jigs, mostly for bluegill. And I, I will either use the jigs without anything or tip them with worms. I don't see why these wouldn't work. These are some pretty small profile. Even their little, see now you see this, this is their crappie man green color. I don't know if it shows up real good. It does. But it's yeah. almost a translucent color, which kind of... Bex, he, I, I was told these are very effective, and I imagine they are for the same reason I think monkey milk is. But they have some really small size baits. There's no reason why these little grub tails would not work for for uh, uh, bluegill lyle. They definitely would. So I'm sure they'll have something you need. But you know, I'm going to tell you to keep tying those little 164th and 
One 100 ounce Antis, I think you'll do well with them too. You know, Josh, Josh at the Weekend Angler showed me some of his crop, crop, not crappie, some of his bluegill uh, hand ties. Did he send you a picture of those? The little I don't bugs know he if he did or not. I, Mark, I've been moving stuff. I'm not sure what up and what's down right now with all this moving from one room to the next. But mm -hmm. um, I, I just want to get out and get going. We're ready to go. I got now that we've got this place. It's been one project after another besides, you know, getting healed up and ready to go but we're we're ready cindy's ready to go i'm ready to go and and uh, we just need some decent weather for a few days where we can get out and and finish the boat and get out and go catch a few and and like i told you earlier uh we're going to be testing some rods and i think i have three of them done that will be testing for uh at four maybe for crappie and and bluegill fishing and all kinds of pan fishing and they should be uh, able to get a bigger fish if you get them hung on one. Uh, not concerned about that, but um, we just got to get to where we can get everything lined up and, and get it done. And let's face it, we're getting closer every day. Uh, we're getting closer to getting rid of this all this cold weather. We're I, I agree. More tolerable. Mike Chavez says it's hard to milk a monkey. I imagine it would be. I want to. See, I'd like to see that done. I think we should have the the, the bait shop do that one night on their show. That would yeah, be a good I'm show. thinking. Uh, I'm thinking Chad and Dockery together is like milking a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> just just thinking out loud. Mm. You know. <laughs> and maybe maybe Mike can join them one night and. And if they can't figure it out, maybe he can show them how it's done. <laughs> uh, oh man! But yeah, we're uh, we're excited and ready to go, and I think everybody else is too. So yeah, it'll be now, awesome. As, as far as like the reels go for panfish, you don't have to get real fancy. Um, I. Uh, All right, I have some high dollar end reels that I use when I'm casting. Like right now, when I'm casting out to them off the bank, I have to cast out pretty pretty far. The flats I fish, they're probably I don't know a hundred yards across. I don't need to obviously I don't need to cast across them, but I need to get out pretty far. And I'm constantly looking at wind conditions. I'm always casting into the wind, so you know matching up uh, the right size um, reel with the right size line will make all the difference in the world. Um, I, I run Stratix on a couple of my crappie rods just because I'm, I'm a gear freak, but I got presidential XTs that I picked up at Christmas, little 1000s that I can't wait to get on another set of rods. I got a couple of Akumas that I run that work that work really well. Which um, models are the Akumas, not to interrupt you? They're, they're not the Avenger. I forget. It's the one that's the step below the event. No, or is it? It's the black one. I use that on my uh, uh, ten footer, uh, which you're really not cast with. You're not retrieving. You're just pretty much using it as a, a storage place for your rod. So I, I really couldn't attest to how they cast, um, or even how they reel in. Because when you're vertical jigging, you're pretty much almost it's it's cane pulling is what it is with a with a reel to store your line on. To be honest with you, and that's all you're doing is storing yeah. line on a reel. Pretty much. I mean, of course, if you hook into a monster or something, you're going to be wanting to, you're going to want to have to reel it in. But casting isn't that big an issue. And and if you're not, 
if you're not casting all the time, you're not going to wear gears out. You're not going to break stuff as often. So that's what I'm finding out. Okay. Cool. Cool. And do we dare touch on the forbidden minnow word? I have no problems using minnows. If I'm going with people and, and guests and stuff and, and, and I'm not willing or I – I don't have the time, or I want to get on fish fast. Like I'm going to be honest with you, here on the Fox, I'm finding finally finding some crop. We had a huge, all right, we had a huge construction project here that really messed up a lot of the spawning grounds for the crappies. At least this is what I've been told, uh, which is why the the size are extremely small. They're just starting to show up in a little bit larger sizes here on the river. Um, some people are getting bigger ones, some aren't. I haven't come across them yet. If if I'm searching for uh, new grounds or searching new grounds, I have no problems picking up minnows in conjunction with using monkey milk, right? I'll, I'll, I'll throw a minnow by a dock any day of the week to see what'll bite. If not, I'll, I'll, I'll follow behind it with a little more movement using that monkey milk, or if it's a little darker, of course, chartreuse and uh, um, with a black body is, is what I'll, I'll use. Well, I, I think tipping a jig with a minnow for crappie uh, is a productive way of catching them. Absolutely. Uh, not sure if it's a, if you catch any bigger ones or smaller ones with them, but it's you catch them You catch them all with them. Yeah, and I believe that tipping uh, – I know that a lot of guys tip their jigs with uh, uh, crappie nibbles. Myself, I think worms is something that – you should tip them with uh, wax worms, wax worms, red wigglers, uh, the ends off of night crawlers. It doesn't take much, but I think the scent of that isn't any of those are natural compared to some of the artificial stuff that they're being shown. Uh, and I know that they eat all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So uh, just a little scent of that, I think would go a long way. Now, I know other guys use the uh, the stuff in a little bottle. I can't remember what they call that, but uh, the spray, the the scents and stuff. Yeah, I, I, I don't scents don't hurt. I've never or the um, anise oil or whatever some people use in their plastics. Mm -hmm. uh, regular scents like shad scents. I'll tell you what, I've never used the scent that's hurt a bite. Right, uh, Stan it, said gulp minnows. And, and that's one of the things, other things I was trying to think the of. One inch, yeah, the, the one-inch uh, gulp ones. I actually have a, a video idea that I, I need to work on pretty soon, but it involves those. And also, I do use uh, crappie minnows. I have uh, an alternative to crappie minnows that I'm, I'm just about done with that video. Hopefully, I'll have that out next week. I've been a little busy. But uh, crappie minnows are good for this reason, whether you believe they work or not. This is what I found in my experience. If I'm casting uh, the flats in the spring, and I get what I think is a hit, and I get that that bait back. If the crappie minnow is gone, I know it was. Or the crappie nibble is gone. I know it was a bite. If I don't, it means I hit a weed. Okay. I have come to the conclusion that that seems to be the case almost all the time. That that's one of the biggest benefits to crappie nibbles for me. The downside is you're always having to put crappie nibbles on which is another reason why I'm not big on using minnows and stuff because you're always having to put minnows on. I'd rather put a, a, a reliable piece of plastic on and fish a little harder and get, you know, 10, 15 more casts an hour out to, to present it to more fish and, and play a numbers game like that. That's kind of how I've been treating it lately. Okay. 
Right. We uh, got several things to go over here in chat. Uh, even a quarter-inch worm trailer is awesome. I agree, Steve. Yep. Uh, SK tips his jigs with crappie nibbles. He sure does. Wax worms and rosy red minnows and garlic spray, said Avid. Hmm. Uh, Frank says, everyone I have smelled smells like the original fish formula. Okay. Um, hey, Lyle, what about Berkeley? crappie bites i've not tried any of those but i probably will this year especially if the bite gets done the crappie magnet makes them too yeah your boy troy says hey lyle mark and how you doing buddy going on, troy? tonight uh goat minnows works really good for ohio and for life um harley said oh, he's talking to Hayes. uh i think the scent on the plastics is more covering up human scent than other Offensive smells. Uh, Stan, that could very possibly be correct. Uh, and anything like that that'll cover human scent, it's got to be a bonus. Uh, Frank says catfish spray. Like yeah, catfish spray is usually shad scent. Yeah, so that that would have to work. Yep, that would have to work. Just notice that my photo is on your background. Well, yeah. <laughs> You can thank Mark for that. He put all those in there. Oh, yeah, that is. Yeah, that's right. How are you, Mike? Oh, you know what? Maybe I should make that announcement now. I'm going to post next week on the Padfish Weekly group. Uh, we're going to uh, um, switch those photos out. So uh, we want some fresh photos from this year, if possible. So we want to in inspire you guys to get out there and, and, and get on the panfish and get on the crappie or bluegill, perch, whatever it is, white bass. Um, and get them and, and send us some pictures, and I'll throw together another one of those. So uh, uh, I think that'll be something cool to get everybody involved in everything. Yeah, we and, and we're going to continue doing that until I get that two-pound crappie or pound bluegill, and then we're just going to cover that whole back wall with that. <laughs> I'm just hoping for a couple of hope for a couple of meals, Lyle. That's how I go at it. Hey, man, I, that'd be great. You know, I'm, I, you know. I love eating bluegills. We haven't had any for years. I'm not even sure Cindy's ever fried any, but uh, she loves crappie, and I do too. But I think bluegills actually are better eaten. But it is a little bit more particular about not getting the bones. I want to make sure we got all the bones out. There's nothing much that ruins fish eating for me. Than it a, don't, doesn't know, bother me at all. It does me. I just it, I don't know what it is. I don't like it. But uh, we'll we'll get them all out. We'll flay them and make them make them right. We got forty four thumbs up. Thank you guys so Thank much. Thank you everybody. We appreciate every one of. Them. We take a few more if you find it in your heart to give them to us. And Mark, before we leave tonight, I think we should give away some Panfish Weekly decals. We can do that. <clears throat> of course, we got a we got a little bit of time here, but. Uh, I think we had a really nice show talking about equipment and stuff, and and we'll continue with that. And once, yeah, you're right, Frank. They are. Once <laughs> we get some of these rods tested that we have made up, uh, I'm going to use some. Cindy and I are going to use a couple of them, and uh, Mark and uh, James is going to use some, and I think even Chad wants to try one. Uh, Fantastic. You know. We're going to get Chad into on some. Just, Justin has a question that caught my eye. He asked if we do any spider rigging. I do not. Again, I live in Illinois. We have a two-pole limit. I could probably do 
three, uh, but that would have to be labeled as a bank line. So it's kind of iffy depending on the DNR officer. So I don't even bother doing that unless I'm chasing flathead or something. And I know the DNR officer doesn't, you know, is, is willing to uh, consider it that, but no. Um, I'm also hearing and reading a lot about how live scope will outfish spider rigging any day of the week. So uh, I might just pass that whole spider rigging thing up hopefully and get my hands on one of them someday soon. Well, yeah, I gotta, I gotta tell you, um, I know a guy. We had him on our show. His name's Darren Kim. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure he knows enough about stock shooting because he's an expert at it that he can teach me how to do that. So I'm going to do should. a trip with that and, and learn yeah. that. And the guy also knows how to spider rig, and he knows how to do it really, really well. So I'm kind of trying to work my way in to a couple of trips with him this year and figure that out because I do not know how to spider rig. Uh, never have done it. Um, I'm not set up to do it. And that way I know what I need if I feel like I have the desire to do it once I've done it. And I would be contacting Darren because he's just a super nice guy. Uh, and I know after working at that water park all day for several days in a row, well, he don't. He goes about every night in the summer. He fishes almost every night. Yeah. So. Stu says it's three legal in Illinois. And uh, it's uh, Stu up here, it's water specific for the most part. There's a part of the Fox River, whenever you go by like a, a, a county forest preserve, there's only a one pole limit. So I have to be real careful. Um, uh, that third pole you can use when you're trolling. And yeah, that makes sense that you, you, spider rigging is, is trolling. So I, I just didn't think about it that way. But, but you know, since Stu's in there, Stu, what would you rather do? Would you rather spider rig or would you rather live scope fish? Yeah, there's another see guy what he answers in there. a whole lot. He sure does. Um, Ohio for life, I would definitely want to break in your polls for you. i tell you what we might do, uh, Ohio. When we test a few of these, We'll try to keep them pretty nice, and we may give one or two of those away, and I'll build You're not more. giving mine away. You ain't getting it back from me. We'll, we'll build some more. Of I ain't even going to kid around here. <laughs> you guys are all my witness. I'll get him to make you another one, not mine. <laughs> uh, Justin says, I spider rig and crappie turners and do really well. We have two rod limits. Okay. So you have a partner that gives you four rods up four front. Rods. Is that correct? Yep, four rods, double double jigs on them. I believe they run. I'm oh, not really okay. familiar with spider rigging, so uh, yeah, I'm not either. People ask. Maybe we can get a we, we should get another uh, um, tournament crappie fisherman or yeah or fisherman on there, and, and we can really you know hit them with all these questions because I'm sure I can think of a bunch too. That's exactly right, Justin fishing. That is, or Ernie Brown says, going to try to get bait tomorrow. If I get other stuff done, have a five-hour trip for wood. That'd be great. Yeah, wow. Justin, we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out once. We've got to make sure that they're going to work and have the sensitivity we want, because if they're not, if they're not exactly the way everybody wants them to be. And yes, Dockery, yours says Krampus cane on it. <laughs> uh, but if, if if the sensitivity, this is a new style blank that uh, this company had sent me. Uh, and if they don't have the sensitivity that we're looking for, if they don't have the action we're looking for, I think the action is really, really <laughs> close. 
and and we've got them in in six and a half, seven, seven and a half foot, uh, and we're going to try to get them out and going here really, really quick. Uh, and if they don't work, I'll go back to the ones that I was building on before, which are a really nice graphite, but they're a little pricey, and these are a little bit less expensive, and I think they're going to work, but we'll know once we get to use them a little bit. And one and two piece, too. But yeah, yeah, you know, people like James. James's fish is a little bit different. You and I, Mark. Uh, did you see? Did you, well, he's he's hardcore bank fisherman, which is exactly. which is cool. It works for him, so he's adapted definitely to that. And did you yeah. see those bluegill he got today? Oh my! What was, was that nice. yesterday? Those yeah, were yesterday beasts. They was giants. They just had, had, they wasn't extremely large, but they was just. Nice. Oh, I don't know that one. That one that was one a hog. Was pretty good. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't like TV size big, but anybody yeah. in this chat would probably be outside of a couple here would be pretty happy to catch uh, anybody. Be happy to. But um, total angling experience has just to answer that question that I asked him. He says both are a lot of work if done right, uh, but I would rather live scope just because I can target bigger fish. There you go. I think that's why the crappie guys that are doing the tournaments like it because I have heard a lot of them say that they're able to pick the big fish off of piles. Right, and I, I think that that James's idea, when we've got to talking about these rods, he specifically wanted to know if we could get the two-piece blanks because he is a bank fisherman and because a lot of times they're in Katie's car when they go somewhere. Definitely. Uh, it's, it's more convenient for him. And the more I thought about that, I wonder how many more people that that convenience of a rod that will fit I, in a vehicle would I, be. I have another point that's a, at least in a smaller, lighter rod like that, and the ACC crappie sticks do this. Two-piece ones, I if I'm breaking anything, it's the tips, and they were, they'll replace the tips. I think it's 15 or 20 bucks. So uh, that would be something that would be a little easier for someone to replace if they go to a rod builder or something like that. They can just get the tip rather than getting the whole rod rebuilt. So Yeah, one of the things of the about these, most most of the companies that you get them from, you would have to set up a deal to get tips because... Uh, they sell you the whole blank and you got to cut them? Is that how that, you do them? Yeah. Well, not not for two-piece, but you, they'll only sell you both pieces. Uh, oh, okay. They'll sell you just a tip. So. Huh. You made them as trophies and such. Now, you know, Frank, I've got a bunch of people that buy them and never do use them. But, uh, no, I they, they're most I get them from several different places. One place out on the East Coast that makes them here in the United States, like I say, they're or East Coast, the West Coast. But they're pretty pricey. But when I tell you it's guaranteed for life, I don't worry about having to ever fix it because, unless guide breaks or something. Just simply because the quality of the blanks are far superior not only to anything on the market nobody else can get them they only sell them to me and they make them to my specifications now they'll do them for anybody like that but you have to order them from them and uh, it takes a little while to get them you got to buy them by the gross uh, if you don't buy them by the gross they won't even talk to you so that's how that works hey daniel ishmael how you doing what's going on daniel what do you what do you think mark have you got uh Chat loaded up. Oh, I can get that set up. Give me a second to get the no randomizer problem. on there. Sure. Thank everybody. Right. We got 49 thumbs up. If there's any anybody else that would like to hit that thumbs up, we'd really, really appreciate it. And uh, if you haven't already 
subscribe to us, please do, and hit the little bell for notifications because you don't know when we are going to go live from this point of the year on. It could be at any time. Uh, and and you don't want to if you don't want to miss it and because when we're live you know if we're building jigs we're probably going to give some of them away and uh, if we're fishing there's no telling what'll happen especially if we're catching fish not that we're going to give any of them away but uh you know all kinds of things will happen you cannot win unless you're a subscriber and you can't win in chat unless we know you're in there so please make comments and let us know you're all. I, I got it loaded up when you're ready, Lyle. How about a number two? Number two. Uh, one. Loading. Number two. Miss Chrissy Brown is a winner. All right. Congratulations, Chrissy. We're She's glad. a lucky lady. She won a drawing on mine with the that, with the fellows that, that were there at uh, Russell Marine Products, too. I got that stuff out to her. So That is lucky. Chad says we've got our 300 subs, which is pretty good. Uh, That's I awesome. can't wait till we get up there a little bit higher. I'm used to working with bigger numbers, but we're going to make it. We're going to get there. Uh, Chrissy, when you send me the message, either in uh, Facebook or you can uh, email me at panfishweeklytv at gmail.com, uh, tell me if you want white or black, and we'll make that happen. We say, Mark, let's do that again. Oh, we can do that again. Let me. Uh... Worked out good the first time. Yep. Let me get back here. Resend. Thank you, uh, Philip Williams. Back. All right. We are, creation. we are loaded up again. Pick a number one to five, Lyle. One. That's it? That's it. I like Holy easy smokes. One. Ohioan for life, Matt, 42. All right. Congratulations, Matt. He's another one. He won my jigs, and I'm not being impartial here. That's just how it's happening. <laughs> That's great. Well, Matt, be sure to, to message me your shipping information and stuff, and uh, be sure to uh, include whether you want white or black. Uh, Mike, Chrissy, Chrissy, if, if um, I might have a purple one. Maybe even mm -hmm. a pink one. So if let them know, Chrissy. Yeah, let me know if if uh, if you have a side of the boat that you want your decals on and you want it to be different. I think we can probably work that out. So let me know, Mark. What a great show we had tonight with. This, okay. You mind if I make a couple of plugs? Hey, knock yourself out, dude. All right. Uh, tomorrow night, I'm going to be on Stan's show, and uh, Creole's, uh, Stan and Creole have a show together tomorrow. I believe it's on Stan's channel. Uh, I think it's from bank to boat or from boat to bank. You'll have to forgive me, guys. Um, also, uh, Monday is my show. Uh, I don't think we're tying jigs this Saturday, are we, Lyle? I think we're uh, laying low this Saturday. Uh, Unless something changes, keep way, the bell. If, if we decide to do it, we'll do it. And if we don't, we won't. Uh, I, I hadn't planned on it. But um, you never know. All right. And then my show every Monday night is the Catfish Crappie Podcast, formerly known as Nightlines Live. Um, I don't have – I'm waiting to hear back from somebody about a guest on there. Um, and uh, we can go from there. Uh, also, subscribe to Catfish Crappie if you're not. <laughs> Absolutely. That's exactly right. And don't forget, before Mark, Catfish Weekly, uh, we're on every Monday night. For nearly seven years, years. In June, I believe it 
I believe it's June. It will be seven years. And I'm thinking that whole month we're going to have a celebration and some giveaways and stuff. But that's, you know, we got a couple months full we're worried about that. I'm a lot more worried about getting to Mendota. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I can't wait for that. Well, might as well go through the rest of the week, too, of all the shows. We got Roger on Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Central. Wednesday is James Smith. I believe he's going to be back this week, Wednesday. I think so. Uh, Thursday is uh, Fishing with the Chad and James Dockery doing the bait shop. Uh, Friday nights is, again, Stan and uh, uh, Stan and Creel. I apologize. Creel's got new hats out. He's uh, uh, I'm oh. excited to see those again. They're pretty cool looking. Uh, they definitely have a Cajun feel to them. Uh, we have Palmetto. We have Mike Mike Greenwell on Saturdays. Um, he wasn't on last week, so uh, hopefully everything's okay over there. And Sundays, of course, we have Palmetto and Avid on on Sunday nights. Absolutely, and both quality shows to watch. So be sure to to tune in. And and what is it James says? Share the love, share the bait. Well, we need to support these shows because I got to tell you, uh, other than tonight, Cindy got Chad and Dockery up on my forty uh, two inch screen. And here in this uh, this room, oh, no. I never had that. Never had any of them guys up on there. I know why. I don't think I'm going to have anything <laughs> on my big TV again. But yeah, it was pretty mm -hmm. cool, and I enjoyed that much. And those guys is really funny, and Art was a great sport with them. So uh, absolutely that for a great show. But uh, to, uh, those two do a really wonderful job for a sort of fishing show but it's more a comedy show uh cool. and they keep me in stitches but then again them to my boys that's always fun <laughs> always that's fun exactly right you got anything uh, else you want to talk about tonight mark uh rick's fishing adventure says this is his second stream with us thanks man for thank coming back sir. we must be doing something right i want to thank everybody uh who's in chat uh for their support here my channel catfish weekly uh, the bait shop, all the shows, you guys are great. It's great to be a part of the, the, the catfish family and a part of the panfish nation, guys. Remember Absolutely. that. Oh, you know what I want to tell everybody? If you're going to post pictures on social media, tag it like Panfish Nation or Panfish Nation Proud. We'd, appre we'd appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. I'm, sub I'm subscribed to both of those tags, so I'll be able to see it. Uh, also, please post your pictures on a Panfish Nation group, and uh, I'll get together a backdrop for Lyle, and uh, you will be might be able to see your picture up there. Uh, we might have people vote. We might do random. Um, there's no favorites. Uh, I can pretty much guarantee that me and Lyle are going to be on there just because uh, he likes it. We like it that way sorry guys that's it the perks of being up here <laughs> yeah that's right but I, you know i gotta get something worthy now i gotta uh, it's a new year we're gonna be getting uh, doing uh cindy and i are gonna try to do uh, a couple of days a week doing filming we're gonna see how that works but uh I'm, I'm looking to upgrade on some of the stuff that i haven't upgraded on for a long time and i know she is so uh, we're gonna Perfect. have exciting year guys are gonna have fun getting all that stuff together Absolutely. Just getting out. And, and you uh, know what you can do after you're out there pan fishing, you get some pictures, take her to Cheddar's. I would do that. James Dockery probably would not, mm -hmm. but I would do Cindy that way. I, I can't see Katie getting to Cheddar's for a long time with Dockery. I just don't think he's got a Cheddar's any. Crying All right, Lyle, I, I think <laughs> I got everything said that I need to say and then some. <laughs> Mark, it's always, always great doing a show with always you. Always fun, man. We'll be back next week. See everybody then. Good night, everybody. God bless.